it's Miley Cyrus. Hi, we're One Direction. This is Magic Dragon. What's up, you guys? This is Mike and Chester from Lincoln Park. You're listening to Magic and Ash Radio. Magic and Ash Radio. Thank you, thank you. I'm happy to be here. And the award for Troll of the Century goes to... Was there ever any doubt? John Holen! Easily him. Dissecting things, shall we? Chorus. Yippee, yippee, oh, yippee, oh, yippee, yay. Yes. FTP in the motherfucking place. And you know he got a death wish. Yo, you better leave that kind of life. Yeah. Yeah, I know I'm the skinny type, but I'll win any fight Yesterday I got approached by a mob of 20 guys Two of them shot themselves cause they were petrified The other seven cried, because 11 died Now don't tell people my crap, I got an eagle eye And I'm not giving the eagle eye back I'm a little worried that the eagle might crash But he's probably looking sick with his eagle eye patch And I'm constantly unhappy with the penis I have Cause for any girl to feel it, man, she needs a tight patch Only problem now is I'm seeing my ground And she's super loose cause I'm used to being inside dad I told this group from Penrith The people who say use a dead shits are usually dead shits While I was there I saw this toothless dentist And I told him that he could probably use some dentures Now let me clear up this fucking stupid sentence Netflix and chill means roots and Netflix Now never fucking lose a Tetris And if that doesn't prove I'm hectic then I'm out of ideas Chosen not to cope with life with open eyes I don't know why he chose to overdose on coke and ice Just overnight, but drugs weren't really the reason That the bloke had died Cause while smoking ice I gave the kind of motorbike And fuck a bag of thins or a bag of smiths But I'll eat an acid trip like I was a pack of chips And every time I catch a fish It's got massive tits And I'm at home alone wishing that I hadn't tripped And if you smack a bitch you're more hectic than me I now make love to women at exceptional speeds Instead of getting wet we just have sex in the sea So if you like smizzy you should probably get to a beach And every show in the sea Feels like amateur night You ain't seen another MC with standards this high This one time a guy said man your shit's tight So I grabbed a big knife and stabbed him six times My eyes are red I've been burning I've been burning the reason why My eyes are red I've been Alright, welcome to Magic and Hash. My name's Tim. You might know me from AetherCast. If they had proof the Earth wasn't flat, the government would speak up. And joining me from Cast from Exile, who do we have? Howdy, homies. Sid Swami here. Surprisingly, I'm not banned from anything yet. Let's see how long that lasts. And now, a man who's insisting that children have extra vaccines to cure that pesky population problem, John Holland. Uh, yeah, the I, the only thing I've ever been uh, banned from is a veterinarian's office. And our very special guest, eater of scrubs, Travis Wu. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have for you, Travis Wu. Black and blue, bruised, crude, ruthless dude Chooses you, scrubs, chomp and chew, stomp your crew The lingering souls, a finger in your holes Clinger in the fold, hops brood, finger and toe Load a bowl, blow trees, stinger a load Let's go aggro, hit your life total Your strife is modal, coat all your hopes in oil Light a match and let her boil Twist and toil, magic and hash is gonna fist you boil Yeah Travis Woo Yo, what's up? Um, I definitely eat scrub. What's good? I'm in, I'm in here. Travis, we have a lot of questions. There's a lot of debate and hubbub going around in the magic community right now. And as a uh, edgy content provider, uh, freedom of speech is being thrown around a yeah. lot. Um, so what exactly is going on right now? Well, I, I mean, there's a lot of things, and I am seeing this from a lot of perspectives. First of all, like freedom of speech. Um, I totally get it. it's not freedom of consequence. And uh, 
Um, an interesting thing is most of the discourse that's happening is happening through social media. Um, government government w- will guarantee your freedom of speech in a public space, but uh, social media is owned. Now, uh, just before we go any further, for folks out there that might not be following this as closely or they have a life and they're not you know, on Twitter all day, can you just really briefly describe you know, what, what is kind of the nexus of what's been happening here? Like what, uh, what events? Right. Okay. So events leading up to me entering in this was, um, I guess, uh, MTGHQ, he's a, he's a troll beyond trolls. And he, you know, he makes videos that, uh, I think, I, I, I mean, I think it's fine to say that it's fair to say that he harasses people that has a legal connotation. So if you're going to say that he legally, that that's alleged, but you know, he's definitely like, a troll and he hurts people's feelings and i get that um on the other hand like there's so many mass reactions of uh angry mobs demanding justice um that i've seen you know me alian trazi frank lapore various others over over time that uh um i just wanted to say something like uh and, and prod wizards a little bit to be like because i think wizards can set the example here of so leading up to this christine sprankle had said that she was quitting magic due to an onslaught of bullying from mtg headquarters and this sparked a reaction of the community to stop bullying and then wizards came out with a statement which is kind of like an anti-bullying statement uh wizards didn't make a statement like i asked obviously but they made a statement denouncing harassment which i think is is absolutely fine I don't, I don't like people getting harassed. I don't do that. I don't, I've trolled a few people like Desolator Magic's an example. I thought he could, he, he trolls back. I thought he could take it. There's some WWE type shit, but, uh, you know, I'm not adding people. I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, sending people over. Um, I am make, have made some crude and lewd jokes. I did offensive language as I, I was quoted as saying, um, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm down for that, but I'm not down for the shame and these hate mobs. Yeah, but a yeah, lot of this know, is that, kicked off by this image of uh, prominent right. women in MTG and, and yeah, it, comment on that. It's an, it, I, I want to comment on this as saying that uh, I feel harassed and attacked for that. To be tagged in that, giving zero context of this is not my content. I'm not in this picture. Um, obviously, that is a group I created. And I would have liked to see that because that got like hundreds, I don't know, a thousand retweets and people coming after me like... That's not my content. I mean, I was in Japan during that working for the Pro Tour. There's, you know, there's, I have messages from people who showed that I'm like, yeah, people did bring some of the stuff, not necessarily that one to my attention. And I'm like, I'm moderate right now. You know, I get that. And it's like, I created the space, but, uh, so you're talking, you're talking about magic for bad. Yeah. Magic for bad. So, um, what Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday night, like, because I had made, I had made the videos and, uh, uh, talking about like the witch hunts and comparing it to French Revolution, and uh, I think a lot of people thought I was defending harassment and defending Jeremy. MTG headquarters. Um, I'm just uh, again like, who's the next person? You know, everyone's afraid they're going to be next, um, and I think it sets a bad precedent that the bar is getting lower and lower. Like, first it's like, well, let's get the rapist, okay? Then it's let's get the Nazi, okay? And then now it's just let's get the bad people, right? Let's just get the mean people. So it's like, if Wizards decides to take action over this and caves to the mob, it's a really McCarthyism type thing. It sets this bad precedent where like anyone can have something they said in private pulled up and get banned, right? So that's a lot of what what my me causing a stir was about, and uh, because I thought I was somewhat immune to this as well because I've been on the receiving end as well. Turns out to not have been true. Um, some of those people who saw that went into the group, pulled out things, most, some things that I had said, but mostly things that I had not said, pinned it on me for creating the group. And that's fine. You know, I created the situation in a lot of ways, created the, created this reality. Well, Travis, if I may ask, uh, by, by asking Magic for Bad was a closed group, so you needed to basically ask to join, and you needed to know 
ahead of time what you were walking into. Do you feel like people only went after Magic for Bad as somewhat of a witch hunt? Or do you think people really got offended because it got out of control like a snowball? Uh, um, one of the things about that group was, um, and, and I talked about it before, like the way that I handle social media, I turn my notifications off. I, I uh, turn my phone off most of the time. People close to me know that. I'm not that reachable. I, uh, I, I have my news feed disabled. You know, I'm not, I'm not scrolling through the news feed. I'm just not doing that. So, um, a, a lot of the reason that I created it is like, I've got this magic for good group, 7,000 people, so many people messaging me about these fires and m wanting me to mod better. It's like fucking free, right? I don't want to do this shit. So create magic for get for bad time saver. I'm not going to mod either. Just playground. I'm not going to pay attention to what's going on here. Right. So from what I've seen, uh, I, and I, I have posted some things and commented on some things you can see in there. Um, but I mean, from what I saw, most of the stuff was contained and it wasn't like, let's go target these women and harass these women. Obviously like they objectified them and it's, it's, it's definitely insulting. There was a lot of like, there's a lot of personal attacks against like community figures. Uh -huh. There was a lot of uh, racism and I wouldn't say like overt, like hate speech, but like there was a big meme about Hokori dust drinker that had the N word yeah. in it and people were throwing oh, that around. So you definitely have to have a thick skin if you're going to go into a place like this. And I think most people aren't triggered by that, but it really sucks that like, it just got so out of control, man, because it started off right. as such a fun thing. It sucks that that happened because it was such a fun place for people to go. It was kind of like a safe haven. You could sit in a room with your buddies. But basically, there is no such thing as a private group unless you moderate it and control uh, control the content or the people there, right? Because somebody could leak it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, uh, the, uh, the people who went in and showed it to the people who are hurt by it were not people from Magic for Bad. It was, it was, let everybody go show these girls this thread. If you look at it, it was, uh, um, it seems to me that, you know, it was outsiders who went and pulled it out. Let's go show it to the people who it would be the most damaging for, thus making the uh, original commenters and posters more damaging, right? I mean, um, it's, it's definitely more, I, I, there's definitely like harm in having certain beliefs and behaviors and stuff like that, which can, can, can contribute to a societal environment. But there's also, um, the, the harm was amplified a lot by, uh, people who, um, I don't know. I, I guess I don't entirely know their intentions. I think their intention is to get rid of magic for bad, which is for bad, but they, uh, I think they caused harm as well in doing that. You know, a lot of people are responsibility. I ultimately take full responsibility for my own situation and uh, my own part in it. But, uh, but uh, I'm disappointed by a lot of, by, by a lot of things that, that happened along the way um, of people who supposedly mean good, but you know, now, uh, it, one thing I wanted to ask you about all this is, um, you know, professional magic players or uh, how can I put it? Like uh, magic players that have a little bit of uh name recognition inside the magic community uh, um they're kind of what i would consider on the bubble of being a public figure because uh -huh. somebody that's like a politician or an actor or an athlete i mean you can make fun of them on the internet all day long and it's not really a thing because they put themselves out there you know they're they're not considered legally to mm -hmm. be private citizens they're uh, considered to be public figures mm -hmm. and uh this particular image it's not like somebody went to their local game shop and took a picture of you know six women that happened to be there these were you know somewhat well-known women inside the magic community so where do you think uh -huh. that line is between you know somebody who's a you know quote-unquote celebrity and therefore they're open to criticism somebody like maro um you know, or someone that works for wizards in the publicity side versus someone who's just a private citizen who plays magic and happens to do well. And maybe also, we don't make fun consider, of them. Travis, would you consider yourself uh, right for parody considering, you know, the brand that you've grown, uh, you know, right for parody, or would you feel personally oh, attacked? Like if somebody, um, you know, decided to make fun of you, um, there's a fine line, you know, obviously I'm, uh, I understand you have to eat some of my own medicine. I think that if you're out in the public space, 
you are a public figure and you have to ex expect that. But uh, there's also certain terms of service um, of groups like if you and social media, if you incite followers to go uh, mass harass someone else, then uh, um, that's breaking terms of service and uh, action can be taken against you. And um, the magic for bad stuff, I'm not sure if it's against term, if that in particular was against terms of service. Uh, I definitely uh, I'm not a fan of that thread and and uh, um, see how see how it it's it's harmful and creates a a bad um, can can create a a more harmful environment and a lot of awkwardness at in person tournaments w when you kind of see these people and discomfort and so on. Um, that said, you know, like the stuff that I was speaking out about was more like incitement of harassment. Which I, I really do feel that that, that happened to me because um, the, the stuff is just like uh, some, some of the posts are just smears of me with me tagged in it. And uh, obviously the intention is to send people my way, uh, whether it was or not. So I feel there was uh, some sort of this shifting going on, like Sprinkle quit. You know, she's a cosplayer in the magic community. She quit, and that huh. caused everyone to kind of look at Jeremy. And and she had said that he had been uh, abusing and harassing her. Once they couldn't find uh, huh. abuse or like specific then uh, specific examples, then they just started saying, "Oh, it's tar targeted harassment or bullying in general is what we're trying to get rid of." And after they couldn't find him doing that, then they kind of shifted it to magic for bad and, and Tiwu, and it's like, okay, well, here's some here's some that's actually happening. Well, they found something. I wouldn't say that they couldn't find examples of him uh, harassing. Like there is some stuff that I saw where he added her and stuff like that. And I saw I saw a ways back MTG HQ trying to like get Trick Jarrett fired and stuff like that. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of that. I think what the, they they found evidence. I think what they failed to do is punish him because he doesn't care if he's suspended. He's already lost all his his sponsorships in the community. He doesn't care. Uh, he's he's self-employed. It's it's not that they couldn't find dirt on him. It's that they couldn't punish him for it. Whereas me stepping in the fray, they realized actually, uh, I do I do care about. Um, I do have sponsors now, and I do have. Uh, I am on the pro tour, so maybe they can punish me. It's like a lot of people were just hurt. They they saw blood drawn from their friend Frankel, and they want to draw blood from someone who they think is on the other side, which. Uh, uh, it, it turned out to be me, uh, I, I guess. Well, so. well, let me ask you a totally unfair huh. question about that. Huh? It's kind of like the terms of service cuts both ways. And with somebody with you, know, you, you know, um, you you can, like you say, you can be punished because there's something to take uh, away. But for, you know, somebody that's either skirting it or is just kind of outright in defiance, I mean, there's nothing really they can do. So I guess the question is, like, do you think that, other people are going to step up and say, well, hey, if you're punishing, you know, these people for doing this and it's underneath the terms of service thing, then you've also got to look at this and this and this, even if they're not necessarily related. Um, yeah, I think so. Like, I, I know Wizards is in a tough spot right now. Um, I talked with some people on the inside and I know it's it's a topic of discussion and action. But uh, I think for those reasons listed. There are a few people who I feel did do that against me specifically, and uh, if if wizards took action against me, they would they would have to look at that as well. I think there would be massive backlash um, about it. So um, um, that's why I'm not I'm not concerned. Like I mean, if you could just imagine if I was uh, you know if I get uh, taken off the pro tour, despite all all the work I've done, all the articles, videos, books. Um, live streams and uh, free podcasts and free groups and free content, and they banned me because of uh, a few uh, comment in a private room and because I stirred up the mob and because you know I created a a group where other people said things like that would set such a horrible 1984 like precedent where now if you want to get someone all you have to do is like go dig around and. Like I think that would be a nightmare situation for them to take if they took action. So I'm not worried about that. I may have some issues with sponsors now and in the future um, that will have to be dealt with. So, 
that'll be that's an issue that i wanted to address with you Uh travis because at the end of the day all that matters to travis Wu is the checks and the championships when he's Mm -hmm. playing his pro mtg how is this affecting your bottom line, man? I mean, obviously, you're no stranger to controversy. Right. This is just adding more freaking uh-huh. kindling to the fire. Are you going to be able to find a team for Pro Tour? Um, uh-huh. Tell us, like, uh-huh. tell us how this yeah, is yeah. affecting your life, how this is stressing uh-huh. you out money wise, man. Uh-huh. It's not actually, it's been net positive. I've made money off it. You also look at the other people who are involved in the drama and they've made money off it as well. And it's not uh, a major motivation for me to get involved, but it's, it's, uh, wasn't a, a fear, you know, in the last week I've lost one client. I've got about 50. I, I didn't talk to them. The reason why it may or may not have been some people just cancel out cause they don't have the money anymore. And, uh, you know, it's triggered some, a lot of new subscribers in Patreon and, and book sales and stuff like that. I know my enemies are fucking furious about that, but uh, um, you know that's how that's how it works. Is uh, no it polarizes bad press. I mean, there yeah, there is, but it's it's generally out. It's generally better than no press. So uh, um, it may it may negatively affect like I mean the one thing that's come out is, and I'll have to deal with this today is uh, one of the sponsors for my pro team said that they can't sponsor me they can't sponsor our team as long as i'm on the team so i'm sure i'm gonna be dealing with something like that today that said like i'm the team captain and uh no one on the team has gotten paid so um we'll see how people feel but so far there's just been promises for some money that has never come anyways so i wouldn't consider money never had as money lost because uh um so We'll see. And uh, what's interesting about that one is the reason why is because uh, they stated the reason why is because I said in my two magic for bad video that uh, there's a difference between saying something in a private room and saying something publicly. And uh, I stand by that, man. Like um, this is a podcast, so I treat it as a public space. But like um, I think it's fine to be critical and uh, use critical humor in uh, in private spaces like. I don't think that's against the law. Uh, it's definitely not. I also don't think it's. Uh, you're, I don't think it's necessarily that harmful. I think people should be, should um, people should have an understanding that, like, you know, I, I think it's. I think I, th- I I I stand by that. You know, I do think there's a difference between a public and a private sphere, and what sort of comments and jokes are acceptable. Um, to air is human, man. It's just like our president. When he was talking about grabbing some pussy, he didn't know he had a live mic on him. He thought he was just shooting the breeze with, you know, one of his boys is like two guys in the locker room. Grab him by the pussy. You know, sometimes you, know, you can't be held accountable for every damn thing you say. I don't necessarily want to speak on that, but I mean, like, is the bus driver in trouble? Grab him by the pussy. For, for that happening. I mean... And I get as a public figure, we're held to a higher standard. Grab him by the pussy. Um, and grab him by the pussy. And and so on. But uh, you know, I just don't want there to be a culture where everyone's afraid and no one's laughing. You know, I want to. I want people to laugh. And the truth is, one of the ways to be funny is offensive. It's not the only way, and we should try for other ways as well. But like, you know, it's it's a. Uh, it's sad to me how many comedians have quit out and uh have canceled their tours and uh there's just not nearly enough laughter in the public space like you look at twitter it's not jokes people aren't laughing on there people aren't laughing crying emojis people are really mad and uh um you know i get we want to protect people but from uh from the offensive jokes but uh at the same time like i don't, I don't want to live in a world where there's no laughter you know there's less laughter and People are afraid and everybody's walking on eggshells and the pros are not talking to uh, the fans because they want to be really careful and, uh, no, you know, no one says anything. And, uh, um, I, I want to avoid the culture of fear, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm fighting against. I agree. Do you think, you think the, the, uh, social justice warrior mentality is, is kind of hurting a lot of that right now. People are afraid of being attacked online or, or whatever, so they don't want to speak their mind. 
Uh, I, I think so. And, you know, I want to shout out the social justice warriors and say, I get where you're coming from and that your goal is to uh, do, do a good job and fight evil and make the Internet a safer space where people aren't going to be shocked and offended and triggered by things. And and uh, uh, I think the intention is great and I, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, however, um, sometimes uh, one ramification of it is is creating a lot of fear for people who aren't perfect. And uh, most people are not perfect. Most people have done some things or said some things in the past or not everyone has. I mean, some people have been very, very careful the entire time, uh, but it also creates people who are afraid of saying the wrong thing and people living on, on, on eggshells and uh, um, suppressing creativity in, in the culture and suppressing uh, societal creativity, progress, and so on. So I don't think uh, social justice warriors are bad people and I get where they're coming from. And I get they have noble intentions, but um, definitely one of the ramifications is uh, fear and suppression. And I mean, and, and these people think it's fear and suppression from bad people like me, but uh, um, I think it's just uh, in general, it's a creative, creative clamp down. One thing that I'm kind of been thinking about myself is, uh, you know, why are we talking about this right now? Because we've we've just had Iconic Masters released. We've got Unstable coming up. Uh, spoilers for the next block coming, and uh, you know some of the holiday stuff that they throw out there too. Uh, Do you think part of why we're talking about this is kind of the state? of where standard is and where the supplemental projects and all that are, because it kind of seems like there's, there's not a lot of oxygen being used for that stuff. And when uh-huh. people get bored with it, then some of this stuff kind of creeps up to the point where wizards has to address it. And I think we'd all rather be talking about magic instead of things this like is all Ixalan's fault. Ixalan's the horrible draft format. Well, I, I mean, it wouldn't I'm, be I, so triggered I, if we were busy drafting a fun set. Well, uh-huh. I, and, and the point I'm getting to is that, you know, you ask nine out of ten people why they participate in Friday Night Magic. It's because they want to play with their friends. And, of course, they want to play in a, you know, space where they're not going to be insulted or harassed or mm-hmm. anything like that. But No, John, we go to F&M for those sweet, sweet tokens. You know, when standards weak like that, does that kind of push the edges a little bit uh, further um, up to the consciousness? It could, it could be. I think that more of the impetus for this is uh, the state of uh, culture in America. Like, what what's happening uh, in the magic community really parallels what's happening on CNN, NBC, Fox, and so on. Of like all the oustings and sexual harassment and uh, sexual abuse that's being brought to attention, and so on. Is like people in the community think that, uh, you know, are, are just kind of doing the same thing that they're seeing on TV. I think I know I even heard about Russell Simmons last night and that surprised me because you'd think in a world like hip hop, you know, and that entertainment thing. Yeah. There's professionalism to a degree, but the product that you're presenting is so sexualized and so like, I don't know, inappropriate in so many corporate ways that it's very strange to hear that this person who built their empire off of basically hip hop is now, you know, has people coming forward even about him and sexual harassment. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. I haven't paid too much attention. Well, I think one of the the differences between what's going on in magic and what's going on out there is um, you know, there's a lot of people where they're being paid a lot of money to do a job. And, mm-hmm. you know, if a picture like the one Jeremy came up with was going around, you know, your office or something like that, of course people would be fired because it's not appropriate in a workplace. But on the other hand, with magic, we're paying them to be a part of this community, essentially. So mm-hmm. it's kind of this sticky position where it's not really the same. And now Wizards is kind of looking at, well, how do we exclude people from something that they have to you know, pay us to be a part of. And I think that's kind of the one difference here. Yeah. I mean, another, another difference is that, uh, a lot of the stuff in magic is more about internet spaces, uh, you know, harassment and on the, on the line, a lot of the stuff is that's coming out is, uh, you know, things that happen in the physical environment. So, 
You're right, man, oh, because I don't ever remember, you know, like going to the comic book shop in the 90s and like hearing anything about harassment or opening um, up an issue of inquest and there being an article about harassment in the MTG community. This just yeah. is not a thing that has existed until now. Right. Well, it's not a dialogue that's existed. I mean, um, it's been a boys club for a long time. It's probably made some females uncomfortable for a long time. Um, it, it hasn't been a dialogue until now, but, uh, yeah, what I mean is like in me, you know, most of these people who are, uh, I haven't met most of these people in person. I've seen some of them at tournaments, you know. That's not the issue. Is uh things that happened in 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 like, you know, physical real life, but the internet real life. Um Yeah, I mean, I think we all agree that if something similar like, you know, at some event like Legion or somebody like that, you know, paraded asked all the females to get up on stage and, you know, audience cheers or something like that, I think we all agree that would be incredibly inappropriate. What if there's like a wet t-shirt contest that the GP winner gets a box of iconic masters? Oh, some dude's going to win that one. All right, I'm in for that. Yeah. All right, that Tim's going to win that one. I'm going to win that one. I, what I, I, I didn't really notice a defined line between like sides until I started watching these videos. And then uh, MTG headquarters is like, yeah, them on their side. And he starts naming all these podcasts. And, and he treats some liberal thinkers or whatever. And it's like he's really putting like a political boundary. Oh, yeah. And it made me realize, oh, I'm on this side now. And I'm kind of like middle ground. I feel like. I know. Everyone. I understand that. You're alt-right. You're alt-right this. No, I'm not. What are you talking about? You know. Well, I, do, I don't think Wizards has ever been very good about communicating uh, with the community. I know people will disagree with me. But when it comes to crisis management, uh, they're pretty horrible, so I'm not exactly sure why we would expect this to be handled any differently. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. It's hard, you know. It's 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 hard for them. Like they've uh, set certain precedents in the past where you know they respond to massive crowd action, what I what you could call hate mobs or witch hunts, but they've set a precedent for responding and taking action to that, and I think it it empowers that sort of behavior hysteria where everyone ganging up on someone and that person is removed if there's you know not enough defense or they don't they don't apologize in the right way or they they uh they try to be the goody goody or whatever and if and if something they want to make everyone feel comfortable so that they buy their product and are happy going to FNM but that's just not always how the world works they need to be able to have um tougher skin in certain situations and be more lenient well, also, I think there's a little – I think for the average person looking at how Wizards handles this stuff, it's a little bit arbitrary because you have situations where, you know, at GPs or Pro Tours or whatever, someone has flagrantly violated the rules and nothing seems to happen. And now this thing happens that's, you know, kind of tangentially connected to the official Wizard stuff, and it's and it seems like a swift reaction. So, you know, kind of being at the bottom and looking up, it's like, well – you know, why this and not that. And I think that that kind of helps with this perception that they're leaning a certain way when maybe they actually aren't. It's just what they choose to act on and how quickly they do it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's important to remember that Wizards of the Coast is uh, right outside of Seattle. Seattle is perhaps the most liberal city in America um, as far as uh, social issues go. So... Um, you know, they're way, they're way on one side and a lot of the people are, can't have a hard time understanding because they're in the middle or on the right, you know, uh, a high, a high portion of magic players are conservatives in the Midwest, right? Like that's a, I don't know, I wouldn't say a majority, but like a large population of magic players. So, uh, so, uh, I mean, there's, there's political friction as well. Um, Wizards is definitely... Uh, not been apolitical, so it's pretty interesting. Well, well, let me let me just straight up ask you that: Do you think that some of this is Wizards trying to uh, make the game look a little bit more like the population by including, you know, the implied homosexual commander deck, and then we've got Alicia who smiles at death and, and that kind of stuff? Do you think that they're trying to just reflect more of the community, or do you think that they're actually trying to push people one way or another? Um, I think they have the best intentions with that. They're trying to 
you know, be a force of good in the world and um, be on the side of inclusivity and uh, progression. And uh, I think that's nothing with the best intentions. Um, they're not necessarily trying to exclude people by including more people, right? Um, but uh, um, definitely some people feel that by not being, um, by having no longer being primarily represented or whatever that uh, um, Wizards doesn't care about them anymore. Or I don't think that's true. You know, I don't think that stuff is a... Um, I'm, I'm not. Um, what it does say, though, is that uh, Wizards does see themselves as uh, a political force, I think. Um, you know, I'm not sure about a business decision because those, right, I mean, uh, it's interesting as a business decision, like, um, as a business, it seems like a pretty good strategy to uh, appeal to the majority mass audience. To, because that's where the most people are, right? And uh, uh, representing a representing minorities is it's really uh, um, um, uh, it's 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 really you can tell they're trying to do a good thing from a business perception. I'm, I'm not sure just because those groups are uh, are small. You know, there aren't it isn't a uh, hundred million people. So um, I think it's it's interesting to look at that from a business decision as well as from a uh, um, trying to do good and political. You know, I, I, again, I think their intentions are are good. Um, it does come off like w wondering um, what their intent is or what their their stra their business strategy is going forward. Type questions because you can never really put a finger on it because they're not, but their responses and stuff are all all pretty reactionary, emotional. Uh, like you said, I mean, by backing every little stink or whatever, it's a turnoff to a lot of general players. And so um, how many people are they losing um, to support that minority? I mean, and, and I'm not saying that uh, people hate minorities or whatever. People are generally in for, for what Wizards represents. But I mean, the rainbow colored thing every, every month and this and that. I mean, some people, it's a turnoff to them. Yeah, and uh, I think that they and a lot of people feel that, all right, good riddance to these people. These people are bad people because they're um, homophobic. And, uh, you know, that may or may not be true, but uh, it's lost business. So, you know, you have to say, are you okay with losing this business? Um, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting to be polarizing. I experience it. I lose some business. I gain some business for it. But if Wizards is trying to really get to the next level, um, they need to be careful about saying, we don't want this segment, we don't want... Um, um, I understand it's hard for them to do that, but uh, you know, a lot of people who want uh, the minority inclusivity, which I hope includes Chinese men, um, um, are absolutely fine excluding people who they think are, are bad people, negatives, misogynists, you know that that sort of a thing. So I mean, that's pretty that's pretty interesting. The dynamic between, um, you know, uh, inclusivity of of uh, all the all the races and and uh, different people, um, and exclusivity of ba the bad people, right? Yeah, and I don't think I don't think. Uh Generally, people are homophobic or racist, and you know. But when it's crammed down your throat on like, oh, how accepting we are, and all these videos of rah rahing, it like kind of turns you off to be. Um, I don't know. It's it, it's almost like they're preaching too much, or they're high and mighty, or or their message seems. Well, yeah, I think it's because you know somebody who's not in that group doesn't see themselves in it, so they tune it out. And, uh, you know, the people who do see themselves in it, it's a bonus for them. And I guess the end of the day, the question is, 
you know, if you're running a shop in South Texas down here in San Antonio, you know, how many people are going to no longer show up because of that? And how many mm-hmm. people are going to walk into the store because of it? And I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really think that people play magic based on politics or, you know, personal viewpoints on things. But I, I think it might be interesting to look at this a year from now and see if it's still a steady line or, you know, did this affect it in any way? Um, it's possible. I mean, if you look at uh, uh, the the public numbers of, of Hasbro, which is the Coast Magic the Gathering, it's leveled off. There hasn't been back-to-back growth um, for the first time in a long time. So uh, something's definitely happening. It's hard to say whether it's a factor or not. I, I have seen a lot of YouTube comments on my channels and other channels uh, of people quitting over political reasons. And on Twitter, I'm seeing a lot of that quitting over the drama or quitting over the narrative or quitting for reasons other than the game and the cards and the mechanics and the new sets and the tournaments. Um, so, uh, it definitely, uh, does not seem to be helping them, um, how much this has taken over the discussion of the game. Well, isn't this MTG community, like the internet, you know, kind of people that are talking about MTG and the pro players will say even those, and maybe even the people that just go to GPs. I Uh think that's like not even half of the people that play magic. I want to say that most people aren't even aware of this problem. And Oh yeah. It probably does. Majority on Twitter, right? Sorry to talk over you. Keep going. Yeah, no, that's fine. Trav. I'm just saying like most people, are just playing magic just because they are like, oh yeah, magic cards. I remember that. And they find them at Walmart and they're just playing yep. with their friends. They're not going to FNM. They're not going on Twitter to talk about magic. It's probably not something right. that they think about, but that probably accounts for more than half of the sales of, you know, the magic sealed product. Majority. Yeah. Uh, um, definitely majority. So like declines could be from any number of, of, things that we're not seeing um well but, uh, you know it's, it's kind of like the old joke i'm from i'm from higher i'm here to help you know part of the magic home ship or mothership or whatever is getting those people who are picking up packs to walk into a local store and start yeah. playing and then uh yeah. you know the other thing out there is you know, I know Hasbro is kind of narrowly involved mm. with Dungeons and Dragons and Magic, but these people who are quitting Magic are they also quitting other stuff? You know, like Warhammer or you know UGO or or whatever because they just don't want to be in the shop because of the narrative, or are they still going to the shop and picking up something else? Yeah, I have no idea about. All right. Well, there is one thing that I wanted to ask you today that's not related to this topic, but it's just something I'm really interested in and something that I know that you're into that I find interesting. Uh, Tell us, you know, without going into too much complex details, you know, about what's going on with you in Hawaii at the farm Uh, and, you know, what you're doing for the food. Um, Tell us about that, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, I've done a lot, you know, magic's part of my life and uh, there's other things that I, I like to do, you know, um, I've always, I'm a, it's not, some of y'all can tell, some of you can't, but I'm definitely a bit of an activist and an advocate, some, you know, sometimes for some head-scratching things, sometimes for, for uh, general principles of thought and so on, but, uh, you know, I really want to make a direct help, and uh, one of the things about magic is, okay, here's this community I can use as a vehicle, I can spread love, much love. I'm a lover. I can, uh, <sighs> you know, I can try to make people laugh. I can um, try to stick up for people. I can try to uh, inspire people, et cetera, et cetera. But I also feel like it's a card game, especially going to the magic tournaments. Uh, if I spend like 100 hours preparing for that tournament, it's like that's a fucking black hole of time, you know. I- I'd like to make a difference more directly on some of the bigger issues going on in the world that are not political, but like a changing world and uh, changing dynamics. And uh, one of those is food, you know, that's a big problem is is, uh, making enough food that's high enough quality for the world population and seeing, uh, I've traveled the cities and seen the quality of life and quality of health 
of, of Americans and the food that, that, that they're eating. And I, I, I'd like to be involved some way in uh, making a difference there. So that's a lot of what I've been doing in Hawaii is drawn to, to the farm. And this particular farm is a nonprofit with a mission to help the most vulnerable members of society. So um, I know some people are like, oh, damn, look at Trev Virtue signaling hardcore. But like, it just feels good. At the end of the day, it's like, all right, I know when it comes to magic, I don't, I'm trying to make an impact. And like some, you know, the truth is like some people even think that it's negative. Whereas if I work on the farm, at least it's like, I work on the food situation. At least it's, uh, it's really, um, it's a helpful thing. And then a secondary reason to go into Hawaii. And, uh, this is not for me to be a victim, but raise awareness, like, and why I also, I think that it's, uh, pretty funny that there's, uh, I mean, there's, uh, that, uh, I'm a minority in magic, you know, as a Chinese American man and for all this to come, to, to come against me and, uh, very short history of the Asian man in America. But, uh, and th this is relevant because Hawaii's history is, is, is way different, but, uh, the Asian man started coming in the 1850s ish for economic opportunities. And there are immediately laws, anti-miscegenation laws, preventing the Asian man from marrying white women. And, and those laws were for Asian men, white women. It was not for, for white men, Asian women, because there were no Asian women over here at the time, right? Um, so the Asian men were like, all right, I'm going to bring over my wives or whatever from back home. But then in 1882, the Chinese Exclusion Act, real name of this act, prevented further immigration. So all these Asian men are stranded here. And then the next law was the War Brides Act, which allowed white American soldiers to bring back Asian women. So finally, the Asian women are coming over, but they're coming back from the soldiers. So um, you created that dynamic where uh, obviously you can see that. And then the media has controlled that and continues to control it. And uh, um, it just, I'm just like, uh, Hawaii doesn't have that history. That has a different history. And... Uh, uh, it's just a better, a better place to be as an Asian dude, where there's less discriminatory, and uh, all that comes together to make me really like uh, farming in Hawaii. That's the uh, long and short of it. Can I rapid fire some uh, listener yes. questions? All right. Favorite dipping sauce at a fast food restaurant? Oh, I don't eat fast food. Ketchup. All right. Ketchup. Favorite ketchup. Okay. All right. Favorite pizza topping while targeting harassment? Uh, I don't even know what that question. Like. Next, skip. I threw that last part in there. Favorite pizza topic? Uh, 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 I, I don't know. It depends. Uh, basil. I like basil. All right. Magic for good or magic for bad? What color is your saber, bro? Like uh, lightsaber. Uh, magic for good um, is probably a blue saber, and magic for bad is a red saber. Oh, so you're both? Yeah. Uh, you're balance, the, balance of the force? Yeah, balance of the force. Dual wielding, bro. Yeah, yeah. All right, how much fruit by the foot have you eaten? Not too much. I, I ate a bit when I was younger, but... Like, how many feet, though? Probably... So each fruit by the foot is one foot. I think it's I think like it's three two feet. feet. Oh, it's three feet now? That's good. Three feet of fun for you, not them. Fruit by the foot? The fruit snack that's three long feet of fruity fun. Um, definitely less than a thousand, possibly less than a hundred in my lifetime. All right. What dental device or assistance do you need to clean scrubs out of your teeth on a daily basis? I recommend the uh, Sonicare Diamond toothbrush. It costs about $200, which people think is absurd, but it costs more money for one, to repair one cavity, and your teeth are one of your most precious objects. So I recommend cleaning scrubs out of your teeth with Sonicare Diamond uh, electric toothbrush, travel toothbrush. It's really nice. How many sexual partners have you had at one time? At one time? Um, just one, uh, to be honest. Um, it's okay. Do you break dance, pop lock, or rap at all? Um, break dance and rap in my life. Not very much, but uh, a little bit. Do you have any advice to give people who want to stream or get better at magic? And is there a program out there for anyone serious enough to be competitive at magic? Um, well, I have the program for serious tournament players. 
the, the mastermind, mtgtraining.com slash mastermind. As far as people who are serious about content, that's a totally different thing. I don't really coach that. And uh, I guess the first thing is be like, careful what you wish for, buddy. Are you a face or a heel if you're a wrestler? And what's your persona? Um, I would be uh, probably a heel. It seems that way. And uh, uh, it's, it's possible, actually, that I would be both. And that would be my persona. Like Mr. Neutral or something? Or like... I'm, I'm both at different times. Like, I'm unpredictable. I'm hard to understand. People don't know whether I'm a heel or a they, hero or whatever it's they called. They call that a tweener. That's like Stone Cold Steve Austin. You didn't know whose side he was on, dude. He was just Stone Cold Stunner anybody. It's like back in uh, He-Man, out the... Uh, that one guy Zodak on the on the back of the huh. figure things that said he was an evil warrior, but in the cartoon he was good. Uh, how can we support you, Travis? This is where uh, you like sell your stuff. Shilling time. Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> I mean the main thing is like I don't need handouts or anything like that. None of this stuff has hurt me, and I'm I'm doing uh, fine. Things are going well, but uh, you know, follow me on YouTube. And I, I really recommend if you like the helpful stuff, follow me on, listen to my audio, youtube.com slash Travis Wu. That's non-magic stuff and just self-growth and self-awareness and self-development. And that's what I'm really passionate about. Um, so you should check that out. Uh, if you want to know more about shit in the magic community and, and how I came up, then I do have a book that's out, uh, Magic Life, My Story of Becoming a Pro Player. You can check that out on Amazon or on the mtgtraining.com slash magic life, or you can just search Travis Wu on Amazon. You'll find it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, go ahead and reach out to me on social media, Travis D. Wu on Instagram, Snapchat, et cetera, Twitter even. And, uh, just thank you guys and appreciate everyone. Awesome. Thanks for your time, Travis. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you guys. I want, I have one final thought. Uh, okay. After everything we've talked about today, if you're a man in this mm. world now with what's going mm. on, you need to be really freaking careful and super uh, nice. And if you're a white man, your time uh, of reckoning has come. And uh -huh. you need to like maybe consider building a bomb shelter and moving underground till this <laughs> whole thing floats <laughs> over. Yeah. And Donald Trump's not president anymore. Peace out, y'all. Yeah. Thanks for getting blissed with us. It has come to our attention here at Magic and Hash that we have been responsible for some targeted harassment in the past. We would like to say that we're going to move forward on fresh footing and retire all of our targeted harassment bits. We'd like to say goodbye to all this gold. Um. He doesn't have a mullet. He has the mom... Does my my hair bowl cut? That's, no, that's what dude. it is. Dude, he's and got a rat tail. Glorious. He's still got the rat tail, dude. He's like. Reed is sneak fucking your girlfriend, though. He's that dude. Will you remember me? I'm Chewy. I'm Chill Bearded. I don't know, man. Don't let your love. Hey guys, Seth here, better known as Saffron Olive, back with another, back with another, back with another deck tech. Don't forget to smash that like button. Pass you by. Hello everybody, welcome to Morrow's Drive to Work. Welcome to Drive to Work, number 1488. This is 16 lessons learned about Ashiok's gender, or lack thereof. Hit us up at magicandhash at gmail.com with all your inquiries. Magic underscore Timmy on Twitter, Tim Kempter on Facebook. Hit any of us up, we'll add you to our Facebook group. Thanks for getting blissed with us. Peace out. Rock out on the beat. R.I.P. The Apprentice. No Smith's dog on your playlist, and it's opposite day, bitch. You give a rim job to King Kong, and I still make the whole crowd go more ape shit. And I spit flows like a shit hose, and I switch those like ripped clothes. 
I just bought some pants and your girl trying to crack my zip code Yo, I capitalize off capitalize And any other letter that I happen to write I'm somewhat a god when I rap on a mic You cross cause I nail it, passion of Christ We so nice like dope, right? You so nice like polite Optometrist said the problem is I got a fire in the iris of both sides I shine bright like a dead star Got strong bars like Reba Came too far from that loser That I once was, knew I'd move up Look at the fact I'm penning my raps At never seen level shit, never been caught back So where the more gap? I need a torch stat to find proof that you're dead on the floor, man I'm off tap like a broke hose God knows I'm a no-show I should've died like last year But the car flipped way too slow Who crawled out? It wasn't me Saw an angel in tight jeans At heaven's gate Cause I fell down Wasn't hellbound But I'm here now When the bomb hit Like a comet To be honest I was on it My stage lit On that tron shit I stay spinning like Sonic Kicking the door Like do you want more? Not in score We came here for war If we draw We let the drink pour Fuck a hotel We want the top floor This here's a relapse Of all of my inhibitions My mission is shitting Written still half of the game's quitting I'm vicious and splitting Rappers like Adams It's my condition And anarchist adamant I'm re-aggravating you chickens Yeah It ain't a hobby, whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it properly Hog a monopoly, won't be selling my property, I got this Vision is fine, not defined by my optics Come on over, you'll see where the boss lives Bars like Optus, la la la, you never top this Raw rap, fresh out the kitchen, raw raps, I'll get swifty Right on your doormat, kill him every time I be dropping You better mourn that, all black engaged to the game, better call back Move back, hit him up like Tupac, you damn right Hands high, stick it up like blue tack Goon sacks and a few buds, that's how I spent my youth Cuz, how I spent my whole pay on Dole Day Boozed up, but I'm grown now now, somehow still zoned out My come down like one round with Brock Lesnar thrown down In the booth I'm Bruce Lee Do whatever the fuck suits me I face plan when I break dance and still land on two feet Refuse to be a footnote Ruthless friends be the red swans Ain't no reward for the good blow Can't hear the fear Something inside of me telling me stop you could fall Wrong or right I don't look back I'll die saying I stood tall See all the fences with me We do this for our cities I was born a race and sure to make my grave in fucking Sydney Come and get me Cause I'm the man who lives a myth of Sisyphus So listen up Maybe you can learn enough to sit with us Sit with us Sit with us Sit with us yeah, cream of the crop is upon your dream of the top Fee for the genre, call me the queen of the double entendre I mean MC, but not for the profit Hard drive on a backup, buzz up in a arc, stack up Set apart with the last set of raps up, buzz hard with a past life chapter Yeah, let's go, place hate and release on a sick flow Lays beat to capiche, you're a bit slow, obsolete and you beat by the lit though Metaphors on a wreck, more from the thought to the force in my head Enforcing the law that the court never set, yeah, from the sheriff and the meat for the fact You're slept on, I'm slept with, chicks love my bent dick They open up to me venting, then open up for me legs Split. You don't really wanna go against this I'm making hits like John Wick Never taking shit or faking it Real as a motherfucking man can get On a beat or acapella Eat cheesy rappers like mozzarella If you need a flow man, I'm your fella Stay so high, interstellar Call it what you want, all I really gotta say Is give me any beat you want And it's gonna get slayed Never did it for the money At the end of the day It's business, yeah. man, and I'm gonna get paid I'm a desecrated mental patient Pacing through some hit craters Making tunes that bang like nukes I mean it made a mess up major Digging like an excavator Living next to sketchy neighbors Sending vibes to serenaders Every time the pen it's paper, lift off in an awesome mood Tick off what I ought to do Drink lots, scientific jobs My shit's hot like a portaloo TikTok won't slip off like a wristwatch That's sort of loose I'm here to say so fear the name Clear the way, let me walk on through Your Barry Bonds Knock him out with another hit from these vagabonds Now the shots in the water are part of the order It's track a pose when the camera's on Nah, ain't camera shy Big headed since ankle high Got half a mind to flex on the mic Jump flex the guns but that ball for life But I should go, man, so polite Winning hand like it's broken eye My flow divine and my social life In the show tonight, I mean over time, just stop. Breathe for a minute. We the ones who've been seeing no limits. Just infinite syllables up in that syllable. Study the ways of the lyrics. Hit the mic booth in a nice suit for a fine tune till it's finished. Then we slide through to your iTunes. That's my crew, you can't miss us.
Hey. One more time, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How quick can I get up? How quick can I get to the bar when last drinks has been cold? How quick can I get the car back? Yeah, when I lose control, I overcorrect and text all my exes, expecting closure. No more exceptions, I'm caught up. Never been a bad boy, bored up. Better like it's a cheap conversation you making. Let them use their dirty mouth. You fucking with a dirty turtle, girl. Give me all your love and I burn it out. Once more for the dirty sound. Once more for the noise we make. Once more for the certain doubt. And again for the choice we make. Yeah. In love with the insults I hear every day. Need to help get the fuck out my way Credit where credit's due just like a prepaid text This is Otis Dillon and Cheddar Reppin' T-A-S And Rip T-A-Prentice